0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this Triangles Meditation Group webinar. Today is April 10th, 2023. We're glad to have all of you here joining us today. Before we begin, let us take a moment to sound together the noontime recollection. We know, O Lord of life and love about the need. Touch our hearts anew with love that we too
1: may love and give.
0: So once again, thank you everyone for being here today. We have a very um, special lineup today. The theme of today's webinar will be on right speech and a very, very important theme. But first, a bit about this webinar. This is the Triangles Meditation Group webinar. And it is um, it exists really for two purposes. First of all, to um, introduce the work of Triangles to people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of Triangles, but also to create a platform for people who are already members of Triangles to come together each week and to participate in a meditative visualization in support of the Worldwide Triangles work. So the purpose of this work, of this webinar, I mean, is to support the Triangles network. And um, key to that is the forming of new triangles. Of course, the sustaining of current triangles as well. But if you would like to form a triangle, um, or perhaps if you're just interested in learning more, please put your name in the chat box with the request and we may be able to link you up with two other people today um, to form a triangle. It's also important to realize that um, though of course Lucy's Trust headquarters here is responsible for focalizing the triangle's work and for hosting this webinar, it really is Um, an organic network. And by that, I mean, it develops through the power of its members, which are spread all over the world, each in their own way, spreading the work of triangles um, through the forming of new triangles. And so we invite you, um, those of you who maybe only have one or two triangles, and perhaps, you know, a few people in your local area who may be open to or receptive to this work, Perhaps you may wish to reach out to some new people and to see if they may be interested in learning more about this initiative, or perhaps even um, forming a triangle with yourself and one other person. So we have a special guest today. uh, Gary Marks is a longtime attendee of the webinar. Gary Marks has been a student of the Ageless Wisdom his entire life, his entire adult life. He was a student with Torquem Sardarian and has also been a student for many years with the Arcane School. Gary recently retired from education, where he was a teacher, administrator of programs, and an instructor of teachers concerning gifted and talented children. And today, Gary will be speaking after our meditation on the topic of right speech. So, Gary, we look forward to hearing from you more then. So now before we continue, let us um, engage in a short visualization on the five planetary centers. We'll be followed by the sounding of the mantram
1: on your screen. we begin by visualizing the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. And within
0: that sphere, a triangle. This is the triangle of the three primary planetary centers, Shambhala, the Planetary Head Center, the Spiritual Hierarchy, the Planetary Heart, and Humanity, the Planetary
1: Throat Center.
0: Visualize the circulation of energies flowing in all directions around the triangle from point to point merging and blending the three points, and filling the triangle
1: with light. And now
0: superimposed upon that triangle, visualize a five-pointed star, the star of the world teacher, who links east and west, past and future, and radiates the energy of love-wisdom.
1: At each point of the star, which is the sphere of his activity, stands an outpost of his consciousness. The five planetary centers
0: visualize the energies radiating forth from the center and through the five points of the planetary star,
1: London, Darjeeling. New York, Geneva, Tokyo. Visualize these outpouring
0: energies enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the energies into consciousness of all humanity.
1: We sound the mantram. Radiance
0: we are and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place And bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus, with the light we work and turn the darkness into day.
1: Sound is said to be the
0: most occult force in manifestation. For sound, being much more than a manifested phenomena or vibration, is responsible for the differentiation and expression of cosmic ideation on the first and every plane. Sound, in the cosmic sense, holds all things in life, its rise and fall. Produces the cyclic rhythm of every creative process, involution, evolution, and dissolution. Both the Om and the Om and every word of power lie hidden within it. The great initiating and sustaining sound is what produces all that exists in heaven and on earth. The beginning of every cosmic life cycle requires not just the reappearance of the cosmic idea, but also some vehicle for its expression. And the two, the directing will and its vehicle, cosmic ideation and cosmic substance, awaken from pralaya concurrently. And through a transcendental process incomprehensible to the human mind, one reflects itself in the other, Producing the sum total of all force and consciousness, and thus initiating a new cycle of cosmic life. This primordial substance into which cosmic ideation reflects itself is called akasha. And akasha is the primeval element which pervades all space and is the noumenon of the seven grades of matter within our system. Akasha. Is the substance of abstract space and is said to have but one attribute sound. And it is from this pre differentiated substance, this sound, that the seed of the Logos, such as our sun, emerges. sound in the highest and cosmic sense thus carries the unmanifested cosmic ideation into expression and differentiation it does so through the medium of the word or logos logos is a greek word which means
1: word sorry logos is
0: a greek word which means word speech or reason Esoterically logos is called by Helena Blavatsky quote the effect of the cause which is ever concealed In esoteric theogony the one absolute does not create but rather reflects itself into a creating agent and the source thereby remaining entirely pure and undefiled Occult Cosmogenesis then divides the manifestation of the ever-concealed but reflected Absolute into three Logoi, or stages of primeval manifestation. The first, purely unmanifested Logos emits a ray and begins the differentiation of matter, while the third Logos is collectively the entire host of creative builders, cosmic mind, and the seven creative rays. The great symbol of Logos is sound or speech, for it is the primeval creative act which releases all the building forces of the universe, thus commanding them through the power of some word. Logos is thus the primeval creating creating agent, and it creates through the medium of abstract sound. Once manifested, This Logos, or the Logos, is the totality of all suns, the source of light, which produce vision and consciousness, and heat producing warmth and growth. The human being, we are told, is made in the likeness of divinity, and thus potentially also a divine creative agent. Yet, on an infinitely smaller scale, And the great cosmic beings who use the sun and the planets as their bodies of manifestation. Every human unit is potentially master of all forces in the three worlds of human evolution. But only when the higher principles of the human being supersede the lower can the human being reach its creative potential in the truly spiritual sense. The lower principles, or the sum total of personality, Create automatically in response to environing impulses, and these naturally err from the divine plan. It is as only by way of the soul, the intermediary between man's lower and higher principles, that one's spiritual potential can be fully exercised through some form of creative work. In this so called magical work of the soul, includes both the occult and practical means of creation, undertaken by the soul in its effort to exercise its redemptive agency first upon its own mechanism and later upon its environment and field of service. All magical work produces effects, both subtle and gross, but not always on the physical plane. And quite often, effects produced within the mind are more consequential to human evolution. Clarifying the content of some great thought form is often the most potent way for the soul to work, for this produces a purifying effect on many facets of human living. One of the means used by the soul as it undertakes its creative work is through the means to the use of certain words of power. All words of power used by the soul are in fact differentiations of one great word, which was committed to our solar logos at the dawn of manifestation. This this word is a triple word, and from it, comes the differentiation of all words of power and use in the many grades of systemic building and creation. It is the further differentiation and descent of these words onto the physical plane that has given rise to human speech and communication as we know it. Today, our guest, Gary Marks, will speak after our meditation on the very important topic on the right use of this speech. One of the most potent and well-known of these words of power is the OM, O-M, or also the OM, A-U-M. This word is, quote, an invocation, a benediction, an affirmation, and a promise. And it is the most solemn and holiest of words. It is an invocation of the triune divinity with full recognition of its identification with the absolute and ineffable one. It thus, use of this word thus invokes the three in one, both divinity in its highest expression and its incognizable, incognizable to us, synthesis. The power of the Aum in all words of power comes from the vibrations they produce in Akasha, that pre-differentiated sound which first carried divine intention into logoic expression. All words of power have an affinity with higher and cosmic forces, and through knowledge of these correspondences, any number of magical or creative effects can be produced. Knowledge of these correspondences is concealed from all except those of exceptional holiness, purity, and spiritual achievement. For only through complete purity of thought and perfect alignment of the will can one use these words to set in motion effects which are in alignment with divine law. Their wrong use would be absolutely disastrous, but luckily for us, they are guarded from wrong use. One of the most potent words of power in public use today is in fact the Great Invocation. It is sounded daily by every Triangle's member and it is is what gives power and vitality to the network. Yet like all words of power to reach its Maximum effectiveness, it must be sounded as the soul, which is the creative and building agent in man who works in perfect collaboration and alignment with the higher self. This requires an alignment between brain, desire, mind, and soul. And such an alignment is developed through meditation and spiritual living but also through visualization, through mental focus, and knowledge and understanding of exactly what it is one seeks to bring about. Creative alignment with the soul is attained less through academic study and more by careful daily reflection on one's spiritual duty. Through a concerted effort to live in the world but not be beholden to its distractions and glamours, And most importantly, through the employment of the human will and of every God-given ability to do good, no matter how difficult and no matter the cost.
1: So now let us proceed with our meditation. We begin by focusing ourselves as a group upon the mental plane and taking our stand at the center as the soul at the center of the evened armed cross of discipleship. And
0: we link in thought as a soul as a point of love and light with all people throughout the world who are also working in this in the triangles meditation group
1: and we sound together the affirmation of love <clears throat> in the center of all love i stand And now using the creative imagination,
0: take a moment to link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. And now we visualize that triangle in which we are working as an essential part of a radiant worldwide
1: network of triangles. And now recognize that underlying this network is the group soul, the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network. And now lift your consciousness
0: higher still to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. By maintaining this high point of contact, we hold the group mind open and receptive to the in-pouring energy
1: of love. Precipitation.
0: Visualize the energies of love, light, and goodwill circulating in and around the triangle's network from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of people everywhere.
1: We sound
0: together the Mantrum of Unification. The sons of men are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events, and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come in insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail.
1: Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles and see new triangles being formed everywhere. Sound the great invocation,
0: silently or aloud, and as you repeat each stanza, visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which the light and love and divine purpose flow into human consciousness. Thank you, everyone. So now I'd like to invite Gary Marks. Gary, are you there? I am. All right, Gary, the floor is yours.
2: Thank you. And that was an excellent presentation. Thank you, really appreciate it. My presentation is about right speech. I'm particularly interested in this topic since the daily five o'clock linkup makes reference to it and has been part of my daily evening review this year. Speech is the clothing and revealing of thoughts via audible expression. It discloses the quality of energy or life behind words, their vibration, and how and what we think and say, which reveals greatly to who we are as a person. So what is right speech? Silence is one of the major contributing factors to right speech. Several thousand years ago, Pythagoras required his neophytes to refrain from speech for two years. While this practice is not typically required by esoteric students, the Tibetan emphasizes that the practice of silence prepares and is a prerequisite for future initiations. Thus, esoteric students need to learn when to speak and to be silent and to take responsibility concerning their quality of speech. Even ashrams have cycles in which silence is imposed. Thus, each person who can control their tongue can learn to master themselves. The practice of silence can increase the awareness of controlling one's speech. The Tibetan emphasizes that a loving heart and a lack of self-interest or self-forgetfulness can greatly aid in this control. Silence in controlling speech is not a suppression of words, but rather a substitution of new lines of thought. Thus, by refocusing one's thinking and speech in the light of the soul and or speaking to meet the essential needs in others, harmful and destructive lines of thinking, can be redirected. In other words, the disciple needs to avoid gossip, cruel speech, misinformation, conspiracy theories, fearful talk, and or prejudices against specific races, religions, and or different viewpoints. These lines of speech can increase glamours and can create a psychic blockage in one's astral and mental vehicles which may take years to clear and detach from when striving for higher planes of consciousness. Control of speech also requires discriminating what is best to say and what should be avoided. For example, sharing advanced esoteric concepts with a person who has no interest in the teachings is futile. I found, for example, when teaching, That there were times silence was the best approach when working with my students. It was advantageous for the students to seek their own solutions rather than having me impose my perspective. Right intent can help control and improve speech. In the first years of being an educational administrator, I was asked to make presentations and speeches, which were fairly new to me. Because I was self-conscious about how I spoke and wanted to ensure my speech included the appropriate words and concepts, my presentations tended to be stilted. When I created a mental intention to meet the most essential needs of the audience and forget myself, my presentations improved. My set intentions were similar to a point of tension, invoking a response from higher sources such as the soul. I also found that right speech can be spontaneous and not always planned. For example, during a presentation based on questions from the audience or a sense that a new approach was needed, a different line of thought was shared. It was as if I was presenting within the light of the soul or the heart, which the latter is the language of connectivity and simplicity. Another intent to make when improving the quality of one's speech is to increase awareness and observe one's speech, whether for several hours or an entire day. Many times, speech is unconscious, as if one is asleep. And the the same thought patterns, memories or intonations are shared. Observation without blame or criticism during informal conversations, such as with friends or colleagues, may increase awareness and awakening. Thus, one may ask during observations, is there another pattern of thought that my speech could reflect? Could I incorporate more silence and listen deeper? Could I increase my creativity and via speech, bring forth new ideas? Right speech aligns with subjective realities. Sometimes during evening reviews, I've observed that the, my highest quality of speech during the day occurred when I recited the great invocation, or Om in the morning, since these were spoken from the soul or higher planes. <clears throat> Esoteric students progress from speaking within the light of the soul, speaking as if they were soul-infused, and eventually After the third initiation, speaking as a soul. Speech spoken from soul qualities such as compassion, unity, goodwill, and love is potent and can have very positive effects. Eventually, speech via meditation becomes an advanced tool, especially when disciples and initiates begin to build their lower and upper antakarana and construct a continuity of consciousness between their subjective realities and the objective world. At this point, as a group member, speech is conscious and begins to be aligned with the plan and at more advanced stages, the will, purpose, and even sound. Speech becomes a magical force in which words of power, formulas, and mantras can be used to call forth and work with builders such as Davis. In creating new thought forms. The Tibetan states that advanced ashramic members need to unlearn previous use of words and refrain from ordinary methods of talking. He also states that they need to learn, he also states that ashrams have three circles or levels that can affect speech. The first circle are disciples who are located on the periphery and their speech typically has little impact on the ashram. The second circle are members who operate under the law of silence, with all all of its challenges and difficulties. The third level or circle are the initiates who live in secrecy and silence. And because of their proximity to the master and alignment with will and purpose, their speech carries great potency. Thus, when a disciple such as FDR delivers a fiery speech that is aligned with the subjective planes, such as when he gave his Four Freedom speech, the higher energies can significantly increase the evolution of a nation or world, even though the presentation may cause increased tension and resistance for some. Right speech is impacted by silence control of speech, and alignment with subjective realities. While right speech is a work in progress for me, the importance and practice of this topic is vital, especially when striving to expand one's consciousness, increase awareness, and express a higher quality of service.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Gary. That was an excellent presentation. I was just writing, writing some notes and thoughts as you were speaking. And I, yeah, it was very good. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, so we come now to the period of the webinar when, we, when the floor really is open for anybody to make comment or to pose a question if they'd like. And so we invite you to do so either via the chat box or preferably um, you can share audibly by raising your hand, and then we'll unmute your microphone to do so. And to raise your hand, go to your Zoom toolbar, click on reactions, and then click on um, raise hand. Your little, your hand will raise next to your name. Um, Gary, I was just thinking, I don't have an answer for this, but why, I mean, I guess I sort of do have an answer, but I was just thinking, why is it so important to eliminate frivolous speech, speech that isn't really harmful, but maybe it's just uh, not, um, just sort of unnecessary, you know, as you say, like at a certain stage upon the path, oftentimes the, the advanced schools, they would, they would actually require complete silence from there from the from the students in that school and at that, that that second stage of the the second circle of the ashram they operate under the law of silence and i was just sort of thinking from from sort of an outside perspective you know how would i explain to somebody why that's so important to you know what utility does it really bring practical utility to to eliminate sort of frivolous speech well, what do you think? I think
2: frivolous speech a lot of times pertains to the personality, mm. and the personality, as we talked about last week, once things that are familiar that we um, that we are used to saying, and it just becomes almost like a um, unconscious thought form. That's and really to be able to to move to another level would be being able to talk from the light or within the light of the soul mm-hmm. and some um, possibly, you know, compassion um, and love, goodwill and so forth. But it's also a form of awakening and not being asleep. And um, I, th- I was thinking about this even before this presentation and during, cause I think all of us have this experience, you know, with friends and loved ones. And so we kind of just talk and, And there isn't much um, consciousness or or awareness of what we're doing, but possibly just being in the moment, uh, in the light of the soul, just listening from that point and may also inspire new types of thinking or new types of conversation. But I think in general, to your question, it's just awakening and being able to operate more as a soul and and in the light of the soul.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, it was just, I was just writing as you were speaking, what is everything that we can convey with words? And I thought, you know, information, of course, but you can do so much through, you know, even totally like sort of a cult or magical work of the soul stuff aside, there's so much just the human being can do with the power of their spoken word you use information of course but also love you can convey love convey understanding you can lend your strength to someone and give them strength <clears throat> you know you can clarify truth dispel glamour lift someone up from depression you know, there's so many different things we can do but I guess perhaps one of them is also through wrong speech you could perpetuate glamour even in sort of without thinking about it through the through sort of frivolous talk um do you see the chat here, Gary?
2: Let me get there.
0: Are you able to open it? So you may want to just read. There's some some comments coming in. <clears throat> Are you able to... I'm, yeah, I'm looking. Oh, okay. Right, it's
2: mostly there. Um, yeah,
0: a lot of gratitude and stuff. But yeah. if you see anything to read, such as a such as a comment, you can. Um, just read. I see one from Janice here.
2: Okay, I haven't seen hers then. Um, What does she say? I, I, okay, I go going to, to read it. Yeah. I, yeah. It yeah. says,
0: harmless chattering is just that. I think no damage, but a waste of precious energy. Harmless is the key word. So,
2: yeah. And I think also being able to speak from the heart. And when I say heart, I mean more soul level, um, and if possible, the intuitional level. But I think sometimes that will get to the heart of matters, the most essential points, the most essential needs that are involved with um, interaction with people and, um, instead of just, um, kind of just filling the space, so to speak.
0: Yeah. And I think also you sort of touched on this, but silence is really the right use of speech and silence is really key to, to begin to really work with power, like spiritual power. I think that's, that's one of the key, the keys of right use of silence. It goes back to the right use of interludes as well, of course. Um, James Zotos says, thank you, Gary, for this very important food for thought at this time in human history, especially as we approach WSAC in the next 30 days. So that's another, you know, Waysack is a time I think of certainly a time to, we think of needing to sort of prepare for spiritually and to make full use of that opportunity. And a lot of that preparation, I think, historically has been, you know, observing some period of silence, um, at least before the exact moment of the of the way full moon, certainly. Anybody would like to raise their hand, you're more than welcome to do so.
2: I think another piece that I was thinking about before presenting today was, and this is a different way of looking at it for right speech, but that we have our inner groups or ashram rate groups, so forth as new group of world servers and to get in tune, because I know the, um, the Arcane school always asks us every month, you know, what is our, our individual Ray? What is our soul Ray? What is our group Ray? And to be able to get in tune with that group Ray and, and, as much as possible to speak from that vibration, from that ray, whether it's in our, our field of service or there's an opportunity during the day, I think it's important. So, for example, the second ray to be able to um, to be able to share that, um, in service whenever possible, and that moves uh, conversation and and um, speech to another level. It's not you know just frivolous, but it mm-hmm. is trying to maybe align with the plan to some extent. an aspect of the plan and some you know help people
0: Mm. thank you um there's a question here from tara shaler um, may not be pronouncing that correctly shaler shaler um she says i hear a lot of static throughout the day from outside in interferences how do you clarify truths or stop yourself from automatic correction of untruths from the outside when it is self-talk, self-talk should be silenced as well. Just yoga.
2: Especially if self-talk is um, divisive and, and critical and so forth. Um, I think, you know, when, when, when the, is talking about trying to, to move one's thinking and so forth into another line of, of thought and, you um, which isn't always easy, but that might be a way to do that mm-hmm. is to be able to think more in terms of um, inclusive, a holistic viewpoint and so forth rather than the critical. I think right now we have so much divisiveness regardless of the country that you're in and from, from politicians and different elements and so forth. So I think really as new group of world servers, what we really need so badly is to have people who can speak from compassion and inclusiveness and so on. Mm. not only as models for children, but for, for humanity in general. So I think this, that's an important point.
0: Yeah, I agree. Another thing that Tibetan advises whenever there's some sort of vice or limitation is to cultivate the opposite as well. So, which is sort of what you said, Gary.
2: And I found that evening review can do the same thing that if you're looking or you're observing how you spoke during the day, you're, you're, your um, intonations, and possibly your motives, and so forth. If there is more of a harmful form of, of speech, to possibly kind of like play acting, how would you do this better? How would you be able to speak um, harmlessly? You know, to reverse kind of what what took place.
0: Hmm. Yeah. What would positive self talk look like, rather than the negative that may be occurring automatically? Or right.
2: Like yeah. Right. Or and how you, when you speak to others and so forth.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a few hands here, so I'm going to go to those. If that's all right, Gary. Yeah. Um, with David Trice, go ahead and unmute. Can you hear me? Yes, we
3: can. Thank you, Michael. Um, Gary mentioned you mentioned uh, uh, an evening review. Uh, I just pulled up uh, what the Tibetan said about this. And uh, I'd like to read it to you if it's okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, an evening and review should be carried forward entirely along this line. Divide the review work into three parts and consider. One, harmlessness and thought. This will primarily result in the control of speech. Harmlessness in, right, in, in emotional reaction. This will result in being a channel for the love aspect of the soul. Harmlessness and act. This will produce poise, skill in action, and the release of the creative will. I think uh, Gary's right on the money when when he says the review review is very important. So, uh, harmlessness is is key to everything. I think. Mm. Thank you. I
2: and mean, I just found such an inner relationship between harmlessness, right speech, and self forgetfulness. Um, they they seem to interrelate. Uh, quite
0: easily. Hmm. I'll go now to looks like E hit that may be an abbreviation. If you go hi, ahead, uh,
4: it's it's um, Ellie. I'm logged in a different way today. Oh, okay, Where okay. Is, hi, Ellie. Hi. So, um, actually, just kind of backing up by um, uh, the last uh, speaker, um, and thank you for the presentation. The um, right speech is really predicated on right thinking. And I think that's as a aspirant, that's part of our job is to regulate and modulate our thinking. I mean, obviously we're 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 in a soup of thought forms. So part, part of our job is to be um discreet about what we allow in. For instance, just something simple like watching TV. Turn off the commercials. <laughs> they call it programming for a reason. They, I mean, our minds are being programmed by radio and television all the time, and thus some of the d- divisiveness. But, but really, you know, we live in a world of thought forms and a lot of people are bombarded by thought forms. Like even when you wake up in the morning, you know, are your first thoughts happy or are they fearful? So it, it all goes into to knowing oneself or getting to know the self, getting to know how the mind works and slowly, but surely um, making changes. For instance, when negative thoughts do, um, you know, uh, creep in, you know, where are they coming from and why are they real? Are they, you know, residual from something. So there's there's a lot of questions, but the bottom line is right thinking will lead to right speech. One you can't have one without another, although maybe some people do talk sort of mindlessly. And that's the kind of chatter again that we all need to cut out. But um in uh I lived in Jamaica for a while and uh amongst the Rastafarians um there's a phrase word, sound and power. And Uh, The Tibetan talks about words of power, even words of power used on WESAC. But um, every word is like, and every thought is like throwing a a stone out into a universe that causes ripples. Some of them come back to us, some of them go to other people. Anyway, those are my thoughts, and thank you for the presentation.
0: Thank you, Ali. Thank you. Um, Looks like we're about at about the end of our program today. Gary, is there anything else you'd like to say in closing?
2: I think the, um, most of the, the ideas came forth that I, w- I was thinking about. Um, but I, I, m- what it comes across to me though, in all of this is that this can take many lifetimes. I mean, there's so many different levels of this right speech to very advanced meditation um, levels too. So I think it's a it's a work in progress, I and mean, it's always something that uh, individuals, including myself, can work on.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, Gary. It was, it was thank an you. Excellent, excellent topic, and thank you so much for your for everything you brought to it, and thank you everyone for your participation today. Um, I'd like to close. I think if there's any announcements we have, I don't think there are at this time, but um, invite you all to join us next week, Monday at the same time. So let's close now just with a brief moment of silence.
1: Thank you.